First thing I want to say is uh, congratulations to my good friend uh, Gary Patterson on a great career at, at T uh, Texas Christian University. Uh, All-time winningest coach. Uh, just did a tremendous job during his time there and uh, just won't be the same without him on the sidelines there at, uh, at the uh, Horn Frog Stadium watching him patrol the sidelines. But, but uh, congrats to Gary, and, and I'm very confident if he wants to keep coaching, he'll have plenty of opportunities. And so just want to wish him the best and, and uh, let him know I have the utmost respect for him and what he's done in his career. Uh, secondly, uh, Devin Lloyd has been named a semifinalist for both the uh, Bednarik Award and the Butkus Award, which is great news for Devin and for us. It's a, it's a uh, prestigious honor if he's able to continue on and win that. But just to get this far has been um, really a tribute to his hard work and, and everything he's put into this program through the years. Uh, as far as our game, uh, proud of the way our guys play. We came out and played with a great deal of physicality, and that was the... Uh, the mantra all week long was physicality. We knew we were <clears throat> going up against a, a very stout run defense, uh, top 12 in the nation, I believe, uh, number one in the Pac-12, and uh, you know under 100 yards allowed, and we gained nearly 300 yards rushing. And so that was talk about the one biggest factor in the game, and the reason why we were able to win that game was our ability to run the ball. Uh, everything in our offense uh, plays off of that: the play-action boot game, and and it just sets up everything. And uh, Tavion had a big night. I was proud of him. Offensive line, uh, another reshuffling of the, of the offensive line. Uh, had to, we were out without Keaton Bills, and so Nick Ford moved over to left guard. Paul Miley came in at center, and did a great job, and uh, the rest speaks for itself. I mean, the the uh, the numbers uh, were terrific. Uh, defensively, we played a lot better than we did the week before. Still not uh, great defense, but but certainly improved defense. Uh, had some big plays, an interception that set up a touchdown for our offense, a safety. Um, which uh, was huge at the time. That was a, a, a play that really got the momentum uh, back in our favor. And uh, so, and special teams was not really a big factor. Uh, we didn't punt the ball at all with our punt unit. We had two quick kicks with our offense, and Cam Rising did a great job with those. Uh, Covey had a couple returns. There one return, uh, they only punted twice as well, and then not much going on in the kickoff game. So, anyway, it was a good win. Uh, you know, we're uh, heading to Stanford on a short week, which is, is a challenge, but you know everyone's got some of those uh, challenges in their schedule somewhere, and this happens to be uh, one for us this week uh, on the road, like I said, uh, and uh, one day less to prepare. So we got to be very good in our preparation, our utilization of the time that we do have, and uh, it's uh, you know hopefully uh, are able to keep some of this momentum that we got. Our offensive played has played very well four weeks in a row now. I think it's four weeks in a row. Of, over 450 yards, a total low, uh, another week of no turnovers. And so we seem to be really figuring out uh, some things on, on offense. There's always room to get better, but uh, got guys stepping up, making plays. And, and as I mentioned, the offensive line just really is uh, performing well. So questions? Kyle, you opened up speaking about uh, Gary Patterson. Uh -huh. Does that at all get you thinking about the longevity that you've had? <laughs> sure does. And it, uh, and it uh, lets you know that uh, – Nobody's uh, safe, I guess. The word, no matter no matter what the circumstances in college football, and and uh, it's uh, a ruthless business, but it, it should be, I guess. You get paid well, and and I'm not not complaining about it, but but it does. It, it was an eye opener, and and uh, came to me as a big surprise. Um, but like I said, he's a one heck of a coach, and if he wants to keep coaching, he'll have plenty of suitors to 
to uh, choose from, in my opinion. You, going back with that, I mean, now that makes you the second longest tenured coach in, in FBS. I mean, not even close. Not even close. I figured I'd do it three or four years and and maybe you know try the NFL or something like that. But but uh, it's been a great run. I've got no no regrets. No com, no uh, no uh, you know if I had to do it over, I'd do it just the way it laid out. It was. It's been a terrific ride. When you hear second longest, you start to wince. You're doing it. You're doing it. I'm again. doing it again. Yeah, you, uh, I'm good at wincing. Put that into words. What are you feeling when you? Uh, blessed, fortunate. Um, very blessed to have had the the talent level of player that we've had come through here, and the character level, not just talent, but character, and just to, uh, the assistant coaches that have come through here. It's just been a. Uh, I've just been fortunate to be a part of the whole thing and, and uh, surrounded by really good players and really good coaches. And, you know, at, at its core, coaching is about relationships and the relationships with your players and your assistant coaches. And, and uh, can't say how thankful I am for the, for the uh, opportunity and the longevity that I've had and love this university. It's been a, it's been a, a great, uh, however many years it's been, 17 years as the head coach, I guess, and another 10 years on top of that, uh, as defensive coach. Kyle, how, how do you not let, you know, obviously you, you've got that two-game lead and everything's going well for you guys and you've got that physicality that you wanted, you know, in that Oregon State game. But you go against a, a tough Stanford team that's obviously physical, that, that's kind of their MO, obviously. How, how do you kind of keep that momentum going, especially on a short week? Well, it's, uh, we had a team meeting last night and we certainly addressed those uh, very things you mentioned. Uh, and the only thing that matters for us this week is, is trying to find a way to beat Stanford. Now, you know, we don't care where we're sitting in the standings, and we don't. We certainly don't focus on it. That's probably a better term. Um, we know they're a good football team. They've beaten uh, USC. They've beaten Oregon, and so they're 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 a team that uh, can can play really good football. Um, and that's really the nature of the Pac-12. If you're not ready any week, I mean, look what happened last week. I mean, who saw uh, Oregon State getting beat by what by? Um, who beat Oregon State? Cal, Cal. Cal by Cal, and and then Washington State winning. I mean, it's just this conference is such that you've got to be at your best every week, or or you're going to get uh, you're going to get beat. Kyle, it's already a short week, but how do you kind of overcome the fact that tomorrow's a mandated day off? Well, we got a waiver through the NC2A, and uh, so we uh, get to practice. We'll we'll educate our players and as well as give them opportunity to do what they need to do with their civic. Is it called civic engagement? Is that what it's called? Okay, civic engagement. So, uh, which is a big word for me. <laughs> um, but we will give them that opportunity and make sure that uh, that they're not missing out on anything because of uh, their responsibilities here. But fortunately, like I said, the NC2A uh, granted us and Stanford. And I don't know. You know, there's other teams in the country that play on Thursday and Friday. I believe this week, maybe they got the same treatment. But but uh, we're fortunate for that because that would have been really difficult to get ready. And uh, prepare a team on a, a week that's short already, and then to lose a, a day, really your most physical day. We're only be in pads one day this week, and and that's the day tomorrow. So, so uh, very relieved that we're able to practice. Kyle, you you started Clark Phillips at uh, nickel. Um, how, how how do you think that fared, and is this something that could be long term for him? I thought he handled it well, uh, particularly with the lack of. Experience he's had at that position. Uh, we hope it's not long term. We hope to get Malone Mata back. That's the reason why Clark made the move inside. 
Uh, we're paper thin at corner right now, but hopefully we get, like I said, Malone back and and uh, Clark uh, as as talented as he is, he he does feel more comfortable on the outside. You know that nickel spot is a whole different world. It's there's a lot uh, of variables and and much different than playing on the outside. The quick kick stuff with Sam <clears throat> is that something that you will at least continue to look at it? Well, we'll see. You know, we'll see. It certainly paid dividends uh, on Saturday night. Both kicks ended up inside the ten yard line. Cam was his punter, was the punter for his high school team, and so it's nothing new to him. And uh, quick kick is nothing, you know, extraordinary. I mean, a lot of teams in the country do it and have success with it. But to answer your question, we'll see where it fits from week to week. Did he did he place kick? <laughs> I don't know if he plays kicked. Uh, even if he did, I wouldn't consider it. But uh, I couldn't tell you that. Uh, our kickers will will be okay. You know, we, we've hit a. We're, we're not as good as typically we have been. We're about 56%, which is not good. We're 80% is our goal. So, so we're not faring well in place kicking. I guess that's why you mentioned it. But, but uh, I'll ask him. Let me get back to you on that. Yeah, it's a good weapon, and in particular with the day and, uh, and age of analytics where more people are going for fourth downs and in that 40 to 40 range, you know, from the minus 40 to the plus 40 on a fourth and short, that's a great opportunity to utilize it. And then if, if teams uh, play safeties deep to guard against it, then you run an offensive play and, and you have an advantage there. So, so I, yeah, it is a little bit surprising that it's not more universal, but your quarterback has to feel comfortable doing it. And I guess a lot of quarterbacks have very little experience punting the football. Jake Browning did it phenomenal at, uh, the, at Washington. He was really good at it. Apologies. Um, in the fourth quarter, Jake <clears throat> took both the PATs. Is that Open competition, and uh, it's only fair. You know, when Jaden missed a couple early in the year, we gave Jordan an opportunity. Now he missed a couple that uh, one for sure we feel was very makeable. And so, when you got two good kickers and uh, they're battling, it's you got to try to be as uh, fair as you can. And right now, Jaden's getting his opportunity again to, to, and he was an All Pac-12 kicker last year. He was the first team All Pac-12 place kicker, so we know he's he's got it in him. Big, strong kid, uh, pocket guy. You know, he can move around, but he'd rather uh, beat you from the pocket. Uh, 6'6", uh, 230, 40, whatever he is. Uh, strong arm, like I said. And uh, he's, uh, you know, he's a good player. He's a really good player. He's very sought after out of high school. He was a big-time recruit coming out of high school, went on a church mission. And uh, now he's back, and, and he's their guy at this point. Typically, Stanford is a grinded-out team and, and has a, a, a featured tailback that is pretty high-profile, and, and they run the ball right at you. And, and uh, most years, they rush for a lot more than what they're rushing for now. But every year is different, and some years you just don't have uh, the same blend of guys that lend itself to what you've been doing, and you got to modify and change. And I think that's what they're doing this year. With, with how uh, Stanford plays, similar to you guys being really, really physical, is it is it a really good benefit to be playing on Friday to have that extra day to recover? Uh, for the next week, uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, what what's short you at the at the front end, you gain in the back end, and so yeah, I think that uh, that will definitely be a, a chance to uh, get our guys extra rest and and uh, heal up. I guess you could say for the for the next one. 
Are they as physical as they've been in the front seven? Because other teams are under 200 yards. They're physical. Um, you know, you respect every opponent you, uh, opponent you play, and they're not having as good a year on defense as, as typically they have. I, I know that uh, in years past they've been very stingy uh, defensively, and uh, but this year a little little less so in the run game on defense. But still, we're expecting a physical battle, and and uh, you know it should be a great game. Do you expect Keaton Bills to be available on? We hope. Well, all we can do is hope. Yep. Game day decision. Same with, same with Malone. With the offensive line, what's been the biggest key to their turnaround? Huh, that's a good question because uh, I think it's just hard work and continuing to you know accept Coach Harding's uh, coaching and because it hasn't been continuity because we've had so much uh, flux there. We had a couple weeks where we were pretty settled in, but but uh, seems to be a lot of different combinations that we've used. But uh, they just have a lot of pride in that room, and, and uh, there's talent. There's, there's good players in the room. And, and uh, I think Nick Ford looked really good at guard. He was really good at guard uh, on Saturday. And, and, uh, and Paul Miley, like I mentioned, came in and did a really good job at center. Had a couple errant snaps, but, but other than that, played really well. So I, th I just think it's uh, hard work, focus, uh, attention to detail, and, and accepting their coaching. Good question. That's something we'll have to uh, determine when we when we're faced with it. And uh, right now, it's it's unknown. But but Nick is so talented. He's I think he's played all five positions at some point since he's been here. And uh, that's a rarity when you got a guy that can play. It's one thing to play all five, but play all five at the level that he plays them is, is pretty impressive. So we'll we'll see what happens and who's available and, and uh, just try to put the best five out there. To kind of go off of what uh, Steve was saying about the uh, O-line, just that for, for the offense as a whole, for you guys to be really constantly putting points on the board, scoring touchdowns and fishing drives that way, it kind of started when, when Cam took over. Is that any kind of coincidence or, or is it – just the fact that everyone's just to I think there's a few things. I think Cam taking over was one of them. I think uh, us uh, going even to more tight end sets than we were early on, two and three tight end sets pretty regularly now. If you look at the breakdowns, we're pretty heavy, and, and we should be. Those three tight ends are terrific. And so you got to play to the strength of your team and get the best players out there and, and uh, you know, maximize what you got. And I, so I think it's a combination of, of all those all those things. and. And uh, you know the efficiency of the old line. We're running the ball so much better now than we did early on. That uh, that's that's a big uh, factor. But probably the biggest factor, the biggest factor, is the way Camp's playing. I mean, you look at the statistically, uh, he's one of the top ten quarterbacks in the country. After the back-to-back non-conference losses, would you have been surprised to know that you'd be going into November with a one-game lead and all the tiebreakers in the division? Right? Uh, not necessarily because we felt we were a good football team at that point. We just were not playing well. We knew we had good good players, and we just weren't. We didn't know who we were yet, and particularly on offense, and and started to figure some things out. And then we had the quarterback change, like we just talked about, and uh, we just started to gain momentum uh, from that point on and figure out what we do best, and then who our playmakers are, and who we need to get the ball to, and. And uh, not that we didn't have a good idea going in, but we, we started uh, doing a better job of doing uh, what we knew we had to do. And so we didn't do a good job early on of, of getting uh, things situated. After the game, a lot of the players reacted you know, pretty favorably in, in Lumea's uh, pancake block. They're, they're pretty excited about that. 
with, with that kind of that effort, is, is that confidence and seeing stuff like that that allows people to kind of make plays, kind of led to the offense, kind of having that, knowing that, I, I guess what I'm asking is how much does the confidence of the team now help this offense? Oh, a ton. You know, you're playing with confidence and, and passion. You know, they, they're really having fun. I mean, I, I, I would assume you can see that out there. They're, they're enjoying what they're doing. Uh, they're not pressing. They're not tight. They're just letting the game come to them and making plays. And really, we've had so few drops. You know, we had uh, TJ Pledger had a couple. Well, one might not have been considered a drop, but, but very few drops in the games and, and the receiving. The, the pass efficiency has really gone hand in hand with the the increased efficiency in the run game. It all ties together, like I said, and we're and uh, we seem to be hitting on uh, just about all cylinders right now. On the other side of the ball, um, the defense, where, where can they improve, I guess, the quickest, the most in a week-to-week -week type game? Well, I think just doing your job, and you're one eleventh, and at times it's human nature when things start to go awry, you get a little bit of panic and say, okay, I got to do, help someone else do their job and not attend to my job, and I think that's and that just makes that's the exact opposite of what should happen when when you meet adversity and things are not going well. That's when you need to reel yourself in and return back to your fundamentals and your techniques, and everybody do their job, not try to do too much. And I think that was what was happening a few times this year with our defense is people just, hey, you know, if I don't try to make a heroic play, you know, we're not going to get out of this drive, and consequently, you try to do that and you leave your job vulnerable, and so. I think that uh, we can do a better job and continue to focus on doing your 111th, take care of your job, trust the guy next to you to take care of his job, and things will usually work out. Is that mostly a product of youth and experience? It's a big product of that, yeah. That's, uh, and that's something that we have uh, trying to educate these guys every week because there's a, a group that doesn't have a lot of experience. Kyle, Bonte's playing with a cast on his hand. He got dinged up on Saturday. Can you maybe just speak to you know the toughness that he's shown here for the last month? He's, he is a tough kid. He's, he's a guy that uh, has uh, come so far since he joined our program and, and, made, and has had so much development take place. And uh, now he's battling. He's battling more than just the, the, the hand injury. And he's just out there every single week. Uh, he you know, sometimes can't make it through the whole game due to the things that he has going on. But, but uh, he's a guy that's got a lot, of, a lot of guts and a lot of toughness to him. When you lose a guy like that, when you lose a guy like that, <laughs> How much do you have to adjust that? I mean, we saw, obviously, you do something on the coin toss you don't normally do. Mm -hmm. um, how much do you schematically have to adjust to, to lose the like Well, it, it depends on what package you're in. In the nickel package, where a 4-2 look, uh, Kareni Reed is, is playing so well that uh, – you know, we feel comfortable with him in there with Nephi, as long as we have those two guys in there. And then in the 43 package, uh, Hayden Fury came in and did some nice things. But you're going to miss Devin Lloyd. I don't care what else is going on. He's an All-American, and, and you're going to miss his production and his leadership. And so uh, it was good to see other guys hold down the fort while he was out. And, uh, you know, when he came back in, even though the, the numbers were about the same uh, first and second half as far as points, uh, he, he gives us a spark, and he's a playmaker.